A River to Cross, Chapter 30, Preaching, parenthesis, The River Flows in New Channels, in parenthesis, quote, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act, Psalm 37, verse 5. When a major flood subsides and the river returns to its normal levels, it sometimes has cut a new channel, a change of direction in the flow of the river. When the 20th century drew to a close, I too was flowing in new channels, channels that were getting deeper and stronger. This once-in-every-other-lifetime change-of-century marker was a harbinger of new directions God had in mind for me, or rather for him through me. So it was quite amazing to me when God called me to preach at Beauregard United Methodist Church in Kapai County. This was an experience like none other I have ever had. I was invited by Ron Barham, the district superintendent of the Methodist Church, to go with him to Beauregard, I thought, to fill in for a time. When we were driving up to the church, Ron mentioned we were going to have a covenant meeting. I said, Ron, covenant is a strong word for filling in. He looked at me with a Ron Barham, I am up to something look, and said, Well, I may not have told you everything. By then, we were getting out of the car and walking in the front door of the church, so there was no more time for discussion. Promptly, I was taken into a meeting with about six or eight of the people from Beauregard. We had a great meeting with them and asking me about my life, who I was, where I was from, what kind of work I do, my family, and similar questions. Then one man, Adrian Hyatt, asked me, Brother McGee, do you believe God called you to Beauregard? My eyes began to pool with tears. I responded like this, Brother Hyatt, an hour ago I had no idea where this church was. Sitting here right now in this meeting, I know for sure more than ever before in my life that I am in exactly the right place. I will never forget that meeting. I felt as if my search for meaning had reached its final resting place. Beauregard was a loving and encouraging place to minister. The people were very patient and far more kind than I could ever deserve. While I know there was so much more I didn't know than what I did, the time there was very rewarding and fulfilling. Yet there came a time when I felt that I just wasn't giving enough at Beauregard because it was approximately 50 miles from my home. I didn't feel I could do all that I needed to from that distance, especially with the other various duties I had committed to. I sought God's help in redirecting the flow to a place nearer to home, a place where I could daily spend as much time as possible ministering to the congregation, their families, and the community in general. I was then redirected to a church just a few miles from our home, Ebenezer United Methodist Church. Just as Beauregard had been a really good fit to begin with, so was Ebenezer. I think the key to all this, as Scripture confirms, was love. Without mutual love, the whole process gets derailed. 
But God gave all of us the grace to love one another and the love lived out among these kind people in vibrant and encouraging ways smoothed over my less than optimum performance as a pulpit preacher. Like my childhood experience at Bude Methodist, we all can stick one another at times with our quills, but Christian love lived out in a church will carry you through. There is, however, another side to pastoring churches, and I believe it is likely true at any church you might choose. Unexpectedly, pastoring often drains the spirituality out of the one called to give it to others. I found my whole spiritual growth cycle had come to an end. Instead of growing and flowing, I was beginning to become stagnant. Some have said this phenomena comes from the fact that sheep bite. But while that is a true statement in general, in my case, it was more about my lack of commitment to God. We are not called to serve people, but to serve God in and with the people. If we try, as I was doing, to serve people rather than God, we will fail. We will become exhausted and spent in our human effort. I did that very thing. It was all me, and all me produced the same result that it produced for the previous 51 years. This truth is not at all limited to pastors. All who seek to follow God must see God as the master they serve. No matter what our place of service is here on earth, our true master, the one we are put here to serve, is God Almighty. By early 2005, my spirituality was at an all-time low. My tank was empty. I began to question my salvation, my whole standing with God. I felt like I was not being productive and that had become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then came the fact that my whole focus on my family had slipped away and my thoughts and actions began to look more like that of a lost sheep than a shepherd. My pool of life had become worse and stagnant. It had become putrid. Somewhere in this process, I made the oft-repeated mistake from the past of seeking relief in alcohol. Some people would differ with this analysis, but I don't believe, based on Scripture, that I was lost. However, I did get way off course and wandered far from the warm fellowship God desires. In that sense, I was definitely wandering in the wilderness, a wilderness created by my own pride and self-centeredness. In the prophetic words recently proclaimed over me, I had quit preaching and gone to drinking again. In early 2006, I stepped down from the pulpit from serving Ebenezer. The river was running outside the banks again. I had fallen, jumped, dove into a river of selfishness, a river of hell, a river of destruction, a river of death. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Sometimes we throw things away. No force that I know of is more destructive than a drink in the hands of a drunk. Waypoint number four. The flood returns. This is so painful to write about because I can see so clearly now the pieces of the puzzle that led to this crash. I can see that the loss of respect for God's word and his protective boundaries and a sense of entitlement on my part were the key elements to this downfall that hurt so many in so many ways. 
The burden of bearing the weight of all these losses is almost more than I can bear when I dwell on it. The path could so easily have been different if I had just given to God that which is always his, my all. Yet, I also know that he has forgiven me. I have made and am trying to make amends, and life moves on. Not by way of excuse or to lessen my own responsibility, but I think of so many people in biblical history who had major failures but looked up and got up and lived to see another day, and that is my great joy today, seeing what God is unfolding. Sometimes he just takes my breath away.